Hey, and just a quick reminder that the audio-only versions of these Vital MX interviews are available on the Vital MX podcast page. Search for it anywhere you get your pods and let your friends know about it. What's up, guys? Jamie here with Vital MX, back again with another Rider podcast. This week, I've got from Pro Circuit Kawasaki, Mr. Jet Reynolds. What's going on, Jet? Not much, man. Monday, Monday afternoon, um, work is done and just relaxing. Yeah, how was training today? I mean, we have a holiday tomorrow. Does that mean anything? Um, yeah, it's kind of a it's kind of like a tough deal. Like, <laughs> I would love to, <laughs> I would love to to be home and big shit with the with the family and uh, yeah, just light some fireworks off, but uh, and hang out with my friends. But uh, it's race season, so it's uh, kind of a little ways from home. Yeah, so work to do, right? Yeah, it's working season. Hey, let's talk about nationals so far. I feel like you've had some positives and some negatives. Obviously, there's been some crashes, but what was the game plan going into this season? Um, yeah, really, my game plan was to just really race. Like, it's uh, just been a lot, a lot thrown into me, and a lot to to make it to this point and finally <laughs> race a. Race per race, everything's just been held off for for so damn long. Um, it was the expectations were just to just to get out there and see what I could do, and you know, continue to to progress. It's kind of like hard to say, hard to have expectations coming in to it. I didn't really want to throw a whole lot of myself just because uh, just a lot of shit has gone on. Yeah, it's it's been a tough start to your your career. We'll talk about a few of those things. But what what do you feel like you've learned the most in these first? Uh, I guess you've done four of them, I believe, because you didn't you didn't do High Point, right? Yeah, you missed High Point. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, pretty much missed Colorado and yeah, High Point. That's true. That's uh, true. Yeah. So what have you learned? What have you learned so far in these first? I guess the three that you've gotten in. Well, I learned. Um, Man, there's a lot of fast guys. <laughs> there is, there's a lot of talent out here, um, and these guys have some speed. It's not just you know one or two, one or two, three guys um, like like an amateur race. Uh, but yeah, just the speed is speed is pretty unreal. Um, also, the the qualifying deal, I'm not the best with. It take kind of takes me uh, longer to kind of get going throughout the day, and especially as with uh, everything that's happening, I'm trying to take like a different approach to uh, to this deal this year. Um, kind of take, kind of think, kind of take things slower and kind of grow into grow into myself really. So by different approach, you mean just like throughout the day, the whole program on the track, what, what is the different approach specifically? Pretty much just, um, you know, not, not, uh, hanging it out. Mm. I'm trying to, uh, really kind of slow myself uh, into this process. And it's, uh, it's definitely a bit tough because you, of course I want to, you know, hang off the the back uh, fender, holding it wide open. Um, but it's just uh, there's a lot of steps uh, that I need to take before I can, you know, switch switch my brain to 
you know, let's go send it. Okay, yeah, that's fair. I mean, again, it is basically your first season. So, uh, well, it is your first season. So, yeah, you gotta you gotta build into it. I think that's probably pretty smart. Going back to Thunder Valley, which you kind of mentioned a minute ago, you, you started it, didn't get to finish because of the first turn pileup. And I I heard, I read that you had left in a shoulder sling. Was it just like a deep bruise? What was what happened? What was the actual quote-unquote injury? Yeah, so the Thunder Valley incident kind of left me with uh, some numbness and uh, had some tingles running down my shoulder as if I dislocated it. Um, and then got checked out and just had like a, a torn ligament on the, on the backside of my shoulder, nothing too serious. And the, uh, the doctors are kind of, uh, it was like a weird, weird injury. It pretty much said like, I kind of like sprained my shoulder and they're actually like still unsure if it like dislocates or not. Oh, wow. Um, so, like, it, it may have dislocated and then went back in. They don't know. Yeah. It's kind of like there's, like, possible um, that could have happened, like, on the imaging that mm-hmm. they saw. But it's still still unsure. But, I mean, you know, I'm, uh, I took a week. I took, like, a week off the bike and uh, just kind of chilled for a little bit. And then, uh, yeah. Did it? Yeah. Did it bother you much at Redbud this weekend? I'm sure it was a little sore, and probably as the day went on, got a little worse. But how 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 much did it affect you? Uh, the shoulder didn't really affect it didn't affect me at all. I mean, so I took the week off, and then there was a whole another off um, or a week of riding, pretty much two weeks or whatever. The first week of riding it was kind of kind of painful, mm. and then um, yeah, so. Uh, but, but the whole week leading up to red, but I didn't have any problems with my shoulder. Okay, good. Uh, you mentioned a minute ago how everybody's so much faster. There's so many, There's more fast guys in the pro level than at the amateur level. What else do you feel is different? I know like the 30 plus two weekend, week out, two 30 plus twos, weekend, week out. Obviously, the schedule is very different. Uh, what's been the biggest, besides the faster riders, what's been the biggest difference in amateurs to pros the adjustment well i mean the longest the longest uh amateur national is what 20 minutes Mm -hmm. plus two laps or something and uh like i feel like i feel like these amateur nationals they should be 30 30 plus twos i really think all the amateur nationals should be 30 plus two minute motos because it is very it is very different whenever there's thirty plus twos and you have fifteen dudes that are pretty gnarly. Mm-hmm. So um I think I think that's like a big difference between amateur racing and to, to pro motocross and the whole scheduling and all that. Yeah, it would take a while when you're used to racing three, four, five major events a year versus 20 or 30 or whatever it is, even is now, if you do the whole season, it's that's a very difficult adjustment, not only mentally, uh, but physically. This is what your body has to go through, plus the traveling, all the, all those things added in is massive. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And like props like to, the, to those guys that are able to stay healthy year after year. 
and are able to compete at all these events. There's there's not a whole lot of dudes, but the dudes that do are uh, are animals. Yeah. Like, yeah, and just like you know, physically we can, and also what's new to me is to to race, you know, damn near every weekend. Um, and especially like after all that time off I had mm-hmm. for not racing for two years, and then I did a like eight eight uh, amateur races leading into it, kind of week after week after week, and then um, yeah, I kind of just went straight into the pro motocross series. So I never really got like a big break. I pretty much been racing nonstop since like March. Right. Right. Yeah. So you, I mean, you're starting to get used to it, but it's definitely not what you've been used to throughout your amateur career. Oh yeah. No, for sure. <laughs> um, and especially, you know, going to the, you fly out on a Thursday and you check things out on Friday, race Saturday. And, uh, you know, if you're lucky, you can get a home, uh, a flight home on saturday night which is ideal Mm -hmm. i'd rather i'd way rather do that than uh you know wake up on sunday and travel yeah for sure uh you were one of the winningest amateur national champions at loretta's you have nine national championships Uh, i know ac's got like 11 i don't know where you fall in the overall ranking but i have read i remember reading a while back that you had said something like those almost don't matter now uh, at the pro level. You have to prove yourself at the pro level, which is true, but I think that's a pretty mature way to look at it from your perspective. It's because I think a lot of kids would still have some ego and be like, well, I'm a nine time champion, you know, but yeah, it, I think you realize that it's a different world now. Yeah. I mean, at the time it's cool. It's mm-hmm. great. It, it gets you to, to where you, where you need to be. I mean, course when you're amateur go win win everything you can get get what you can and get yourself a ride and make some money um as a pro looking back to the amateur stuff uh it doesn't mean a whole whole lot to you at least it doesn't for me um and i'm just on to to bigger, bigger things. And I set my goals to, to something I want to achieve. I don't want to look back at, at, uh, you know, the amateur career and go, wow. (laughs) You know? Yeah. Yeah. I think that makes, I think that's smart, honestly, to not focus on that. It's time to move on to the next thing. That's, that's what people who are goal driven do. You meet a goal, you go after the next one and the, the, the old goal doesn't linger. Exactly. But the amateur career was, uh, it was something. <laughs> yes, it was. Yes. <laughs> so when you made your pro debut last year at Minneapolis Supercross, obviously uh, press day, I think, is when you got hurt. I was there. And do you do you feel, looking back on it, do you feel that you were prepared and ready, or, or was it just a fluke thing? Well, really, um, yeah. So uh, that whole time leading up to it, uh, to my was supposed to be my pro debut. I guess I didn't really make it th- to the, sure, the Saturday. Sure. So I mean, I made it to Friday, but uh, before that, I had like I did like a little over a month and a half, maybe two months of Supercross. Broke my pelvis in the biggest set of whoops ever. <laughs> the practice track, and then um, really. Re- did everything I could to recover as fast, fast as I could. 
I think I got over a broken pelvis within five, five, six weeks. Wow. And then had like three and a half weeks of supercross on me before I went to Minneapolis. Was I, was I quite ready? Um, to go out and get a top five or anything like that? Probably not. Mm-hmm. But my goal was to really try and get to that first race and uh, take it slow and just see what I could do. Well, uh, and that that didn't really end up happening. I didn't really. I made it, I made it three laps around Preste and absolutely. I did something really stupid that no one did. Yep. I don't know why I attempted it, but, um, yeah, definitely put a little bit of, uh, a little bit of a hex on my, on my career. Yeah. I remember sitting there watching. I missed, I, I saw the aftermath. Like I saw you hit the ground, but I didn't see you get ejected. I, I did just rewatch it a little while ago. It was, yeah, it was pretty, pretty dirty. Uh, it's definitely, I just remember everybody going, oh, no, man. You know, just it was such a downer that day. And obviously, 10 times worse for you. But, yeah, it's, yeah, it's unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> yep. No, I, I remember everything, like, so clear. Like, I remember I hit the ground. And as I was, like, in the air, I was, like, holding on to my bike. And I was just, like, worried wherever my legs were going to land because I just got off the broken pelvis. Mm, yeah. I was up my feet. I was just looking for my feet placement and I was still holding on to the bike. And I was so worried about where I was, where my feet were going to land. And as soon as I hit the ground, I think I was still holding on to the bike and maybe that's what broke my hand or maybe the erupt uh, hit to that five is what did it. But I remember getting up and my hand was completely numb and I went to go pick up my bike, and I'm like, nope. Can't. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, nope. And uh, th- at that moment, I, I knew everything was was kind of over. Yeah, heartbreak, man. Oh, so sorry. Yeah. Uh, so, we- of, go ahead. Yeah, like, out of all the things like that I've been through, like that injury was the absolute worst um, maybe not pain wise, but, uh, just healing and trying to fix everything in there. Yeah. There's a lot of little bones and stuff in those, in those wrists. They can't it, just in the hand and everything. It takes, it's take, definitely takes some time. Um, let me ask you this, man, when, with all the time off and the multiple injuries and the struggles, has there ever been a moment where you felt burnout and was like, man, maybe I just, maybe it's time to step away. Did you ever rethink your career path? I mean, I don't think I ever got a chance to really get burnt out because of injuries. I mean, I, I could say I, I've thought about, you know, hanging hanging up the boots a couple mm-hmm. times because I'm, cause I'm over getting hurt and I'm over going through surgeries. I'm over the setbacks and over, you know, sitting on the couch and uh, feeling bad for everyone that supported me and, you know, paved the way for me and bring me up as the next gold, golden boy to to go out and uh, to go out and win, win everything, and it just it kind of really sucked 
um, getting hurt over and over. And it's like, it gets, it got to a point to where it's like, all right, what's going to happen next? You know? Sure. Yeah. You can only, you can only get so lucky so many times and walk, walk away. Yeah. Yeah. That stuff would definitely struggle with your head. Even just the pressure of being, as you said, the golden boy, Talked to a lot of different riders, Adam Cincerello, as I mentioned, and different guys that come up with all that pressure of like, they're the next great thing. And I, it's a lot of pressure to put on a kid that's 15, 16 years old. And then you kind of, maybe the team doesn't expect you to go out when you go pro to, and continue that success, but a lot of the fans do. And, and you, you, it's impossible to not hear that. So the mental side of the sport just in general is very, very brutal. Um, Having guys on your team on Pro Circuit like your friend Ryder D and then Brock Tickle, who I believe has been very supportive, how much has that helped you just kind of having those guys to lean on a little bit? Yeah, I mean, Brock's definitely helped me a lot. Um, He's definitely a super positive person. And, uh, you know, at at those times, it's, it's good to have someone around you like that to, you know, keep your head up and, also, just family, friends, uh, you know, just being around there through the through the downtime. Uh, but yeah, it was definitely definitely a uh, dark cloud mm-hmm. for uh, for quite a while. Like you know, there was there was hopes, and you know, it kind of got shut down a few times um, just with just with the injuries, uh, surgeries not working out, or something not healing, or it healed, but this is wrong. Um, but yeah, Brock Tickle has helped me tremendously uh, to get to get through all this, um, and uh, just continuing to to work together and uh, do the best I can. You know, get get back to what I'm a what my what I'm a capable of. Yeah, I, I hope to see that man. Honestly, I can't wait to see you be successful coming into this season for Supercross. I was a little surprised. I kind of, I just expected we'd see you in Supercross, and it didn't work out that way. Uh, was that because you were still dealing with recovery, or did you and the team also feel like let's just kind of get some more time on the bike and then make a run outdoors? Yeah, so uh, pretty much, I didn't really ride much at all last year. Uh, February, I got hurt. I got back on the bike in June rode two months every day i rode uh my hand first off i had no range of motion i still really don't have range of motion in my hand but uh just the amount of pain and suffering day in day out and training and all that was uh it was really just a lot with with my hand and it got to the point you know after like two weeks I was like, all right, something, something ain't right. It ain't getting better. This ain't it. And I went and got a, I believe I went and got an MRI and it kind of checked out. Nothing, nothing was wrong. I'm like, all right, well, I just got to man up <laughs> and, uh, you know, get through this. And it just kept continuing, continuing, continuing. And then I was like, all right, I'm, I'm over it. Like, if this is how it's going to be, like, I, I just want to hang it up type deal. And then, uh, yeah, I went and got a X-ray, and sure enough, like the screws came loose and backed out, and was puncturing other bones, putting holes in them, and 
broke my, I was riding with completely broken navicular. And, uh, it's kind of like crazy, like how I didn't feel like it was that bad. I mean, I knew that I knew the pain on the bike was terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, but I never thought that it was like re everything was rebroken, everything came apart. I just kind of thought something was going on with some ligaments or, you know, something's torn or something. But uh yeah, so I ended up getting another surgery and then didn't get back on the bike till like December. Um and there was a just my personal bike. I got cleared to mess around on like turn tracks and stuff, no jumps really. So uh yeah, Mitch Mitch was just like, uh yeah, go ride ride your four fifty and kinda just get back into the flow of things and it was still tough for like my first month of just play riding. I, obviously, I was having a blast just being back on the motorcycle, but there's still a little bit of pain. Um, and then it just got better. So I did like two months like on a, on a personal bike and 450. And then like uh, middle of February, I got back on the 250, the, uh, the Pro Circuit 250, and then started just riding outdoors. And uh, the goal was to to do some of these amateur races leading up to the Pro Motocross Series. So Supercross was kind of out out of the picture. Yeah, I remember I saw you at Freestone and Spring National. But <clears throat> I want to ask you about that in a second. But be, with the injuries that happened at Pro Circuit, and they brought in a couple of fill-in riders like Chris Blows and Carson Mumford, was there ever a, a thought or a discussion of, hey, uh, Jet, are you ready? Do you think you could do this? Or did they not even touch on it? No, we, we really didn't touch on it. Yep. Um, you know, we, we set our plans um, kind of back in February of what, what we were going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was to, you know, forget forget Supercross. And we, we have a long process to, to get you back to where, where you need to be. Okay. So I got two more for you. You you spoke of doing some of the amateur nationals. Like I said, I saw you at Spring National. Was that was there any kind of ego about that? Like, man, I don't want to go back to amateurs. Or did you see it as useful tool? Let's get back to some racing, get some gate drops. This is what I need. No, dude, that was awesome. Okay. I'm so happy. Uh, I'm honestly so happy I was able to go do that. I had so much fun. I got my ass kicked by some <laughs> of these kids, um, but I kind of expected it. And, you know, ho- hopefully it, it bumps their heads up. It didn't get me down at all. Good. Um, but, uh, yeah, hopefully I, I race some kids' heads and say, hey, beat this guy. Yeah. I, this guy ain't I, nothing. I like that you said it didn't get you down any because you know how this industry is. There's rumors everywhere. And I was hearing that day, I was hearing, oh, Mitch made, uh, they, Mitch told Jet to go race this. And if he doesn't win, he's off the team. I was like, that's ridiculous. But so <laughs> was there any kind of pressure or of any kind, or was it really just let's get some riding in? No, like it was seriously just, Hey, go, go, go have some fun. And cool. you know, you haven't done this in so long. And, uh, it's been really cool. Like even this outdoor season, um, you know, of course I want to do good. And of course I want to do better than what I'm doing. Uh, but I haven't had like a whole lot of, you know, heat heat from the team, um, which has been really nice for me. And 
it kind of gives me, you know, it, it allows me to just really focus in on my goals instead of, instead of worrying about stuff. Yeah. 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 I, that's very important to not have, again, it, it really is your, your rookie year. So let's, you don't need the pressure. You need to just kind of figure the system out. Yeah, exactly. Just, uh, slow and steady and, <laughs> and, uh, get better and I, I need to get better. All right. So we're getting close to halfway in this season. Do you have set goals for the rest of the season? Let, let's say going into Southwick, do you have a set goal or again, is it, let's just not crash. I'm ready for some top tens. Okay. Consistently week in, week out. I'm right on the, I feel like I'm right on the cusp of it. Just some, uh, just some kind of unfortunate, uh, luck with these uh, gnarly first turn crashes i don't really like to like to do those i'm kind of over those they they hurt a lot (laughs) yeah yeah steve mathis has been talking about the first turn crashes and the the greats and what might be causing it so hopefully at southwick this weekend we can get through clean and yeah let's go out and let's get a top 10 man i like it um dude i I, i've been enjoying talking to you I, i really appreciate your answers and it was good getting a chance to visit with you for a few minutes Hell yeah, dude. Thank you. Absolutely. I'll see you this weekend. But other than that, man, be safe and yeah, take care. See you there. All right. Thanks. See you.